fat, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Hey, why not? Let's do a show from uh, Briar Common tonight. GABF Roundup. Just a recap weekend. Wow, all is well in the world. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker. Brian Freeman off tonight. He's in Hawaii. Wow, Brian, I wish I was in Hawaii. What do you think, Jay? Must be nice. <laughs> Must you be know, nice. you see all these people, and I don't know where this comes from, right? But you, you, in whatever job you have. And you know, people go on vacation. They're on vacation all the time. It's normal. You know, and yeah, and then you're like, well, how does that? I don't know how that works. When I do it, it's like I have to rush out there, see my family, realize I don't love them as much as I thought, and then rush back. <laughs> and, and then other people are like, oh, well, I was in Germany for 11 days, and here's what I yeah. did and all that. Mine's like I ate clam chowder and, and slapped my nephew, and then I came home. Well, that's not bad. Get to see the family in California. <laughs> Colorado, it's Colorado Beer Week, I guess, right? Is that what it is? It is, apparently. Uh, we've got an illustrious lineup for us tonight and uh, co-hosting Jonathan Shikes. Hi. Colorado beer guy. Beer man? Beer you're, guy? You're, you're man. You're, you're man. Now. I'm a grown-up man. Yes, you, know. you are. <laughs> Jonathan, I found out today, we were just uh, shooting the breeze at the Great American Beer Festival, found out yep. that we lived in the same neighborhood most of our lives. Yep. Yep, over there on uh, in the con- kind of Congress Park yeah. uh, neighborhood. Yep. I know. I mean, it helps that you're about 20 years older than me. Right about that, yeah, 2025. No, 20, just like two, <laughs> two, three years off, and we stomped around the same neighborhood. It was completely cool yep. to just kind of um, talk back and forth about Cherry Creek, all the changes. But a uh, local guy, yep. and uh, for those that don't know, what do you do? Well, I am... Uh, for about 10 years, I was the managing editor at Westward, and then I left Westward, and uh, since then, well, during that time, too, I was the beer man, the beer writer for Westward, and uh, now I do some other beer beer freelancing as well. Do you really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I read a little bit here and there for, uh, I wrote for Beer Advocate when they still had a publication. Um, I've written for uh, a few other few other places, The New Brewer and, and some other magazines. So what are your qualifications? I've majored in beer in college (laughs) (laughs) you'll draw me in you can really do it the love of beer yeah the the love of beer half half of the job just showing up and and being able to write as well but you love colorado and you love colorado beer too um does your love for beer span across colorado through internationally globally oh absolutely I uh, yeah I try to hit a brewery um, beer bars where, wherever I uh, get a chance to go. I was in Rome recently and I uh, got True to that. got to drink some uh, some great beer there. I was in Munich, um, so yeah wherever I go I, I try to have the best stuff I can find. Great, you see, Jay. Someone actually does some some pretty good vacationing here, even at this table. Just saying, you know. <laughs> so it's only Jay here. There's the voice of Alex Liberati, and he's co-host two tonight. Apparently, yes. Co-host number two. Man, I, I mean, a few weeks back we just got to know each other and. Can't get enough. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I love it. And then the man that's hosting us, Greg Dawson, Briar Common, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. Three years in the books, my friend. Does it, it seem like three like or years. 300? What does it feel, long or short? It goes by so fast. It, it does it? Yeah. It, it's interesting. You look at some aspects of business, you go, oh, man, that takes licensing, for example. <laughs> you know, all of those things just seem like they take forever. But then when you're actually into your business, 
three years from now. Jeez, three sh short years ago, you were just opening your doors. Yeah, and I'm sure Alex can contest, but nose to the grindstone, and you just you kind of forget about life. So, Jay, were you talking about vacations? Is that <laughs> something you were saying? I think he was saying something about vacations. You haven't been on one in a while? I don't know what that is. Mm -mm. <laughs> I feel you, brother. Yeah, that's exactly that is it, yeah. Entrepreneurship, business owner. But it's a labor of love, so... Yeah, we're always on vacation, aren't we? Yeah, we totally. Are. We have to just tell this ourselves this, and, you know, it's like we're totally always Get to on share vacation. beers with you, fine folks. Sure. Right. Absolutely. We're going to recap the Great American Beer Festival and all of the happenings. I mean, and, and you, you just can't, you can't do it all, just like the Great American Beer Festival. Jonathan, when you look at what happens to Denver, I think they said like $30 million of money comes into this city and a lot of it has to do with just offshoot events right what do you think of the events that are going on and is that really the way i mean you got to capitalize on them with so many breweries and restaurants and just craft beer being uh in general a, a love here uh, these events are actually very worthwhile yeah the events are amazing um i was talking with uh, chris black who owns falling rock uh, tap house he said 15 years ago you would uh, go out after after GABF, and the most you could find was maybe a few Sam Adams in a, in a bucket bucket of Sam Adams. That was your uh, that was your after party. Um, and today there are just there are little, literally hundreds of events that you can go to um, at at breweries, restaurants, bars, other places. Um, yeah, it's amazing. It's fantastic. The buzz in the background is actually people getting tattooed right now on the patio upstairs at Briar Common, and that's part of the three-year anniversary party tonight. It is. Bruising Tattoos was our theme this year. Guess what Jay's going to do towards the end of the show? He's getting a Mickey Mouse is what he's getting. He's getting a tattoo <laughs> live on the air. Um, so we've got some great guys here with us right now. Jonathan Shikes from Westward, the beer writer. Alex Liberati, of course, from uh, Liberati's. And uh, if you haven't been to Liberati's, you got to take a look. We're going to tell you about an event, a collaboration that we're going to be doing on the 26th of October, which I would really hope that you all attend. Look forward to hearing us talk more about that later in the show. We want to tell you about that too, Jonathan. And Greg Dawson from Briar Common. And we talk about Briar Common here. First of all, nestled in this beautiful neighborhood that almost seems to be like this hidden gem, which, you know, it, to me it sounds like, all right, hidden gem, why? Um, because you think of Mile High Stadium and Federal and Colfax, and it, but right here, what a beautiful neighborhood this is. What is it called? Jefferson Park. Jefferson Park. We got, yeah, it, I think with all locations, you, you get lucky, and mm -hmm. we certainly did with this neighborhood, and we got in early, I think now, after... Six years since signing the lease, um, we're just fortunate that the neighborhood's changed as much as it, it, it as it has, and um, and we've created a local following, which is the best thing you can possibly do as a small business. Completely, and a brewery. A lot of times, breweries, and you can first of all, your your thoughts on this, guys. Jump in. Breweries really live and die by their neighborhoods, with the model of 80% being your your tap room, and 20% being distribution somehow. You've got to really have a great neighborhood to um, involve themselves with your brewery as well. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, Jefferson Park is, you know, is a, is a terrific neighborhood. A lot of change here in the, in the last uh, five or ten years, um, but it, this, is, this is a great place. I think for both, um, you know, both Briar Common and, uh, and Liberati uh, Brewing, uh, since they have food, it makes it a little bit different. Both, both places are brew pubs, and um, 
so they can be a little bit of a destination. But, but yeah, you want people coming in from, you know, you want people walking here and, and coming in and, and being regulars and that kind of thing. I agree. And especially these days, the distribution market being so wobbly, let's say, you know, it's much more difficult than like 10 years ago, at least, you know. So definitely the stats of the 80-20 are very easy to, you know, believe, you know, because definitely a lot of uh, a lot of businesses is, is the walk-in that comes in and tastes beer directly at your tasting room, the bigger, the better markup is that and you know with bigger players being i don't want to say angrier but let's say a little bit more aggressive you know uh day by day i mean it's uh it's 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 harder to get beers on the shelves you know to get shelf space i mean you know all about it jonathan right yep yeah i think um being in the being in that packaging uh world right now would not be a lot of fun uh, that would make for a lot of sleepless nights. I'm sure you have a lot of sleepless nights as, as brew pubs as well. But, um, yeah, packaging your beer can be, uh, is right now, is, is very, very difficult. So many, so many uh, packaged beers out there. So three years in business here, Briar Common. I've seen some changes throughout the years, but pivoting is crucial. Just being able to say, here's the climate of what we're working in. Beer's your number one, obviously. But you found out, boy, our bar's pretty valuable as well. Being able to pour spirits is a pretty big thing with that brew pub. And then also um, the menu. So you started out more of a kind of let's do a pairing and a tasting. Right. And you figured out what, what what did people want. Yeah, we started out not listening to the neighborhood. And that didn't go very well. So we, as you said, we pivot, pivoted and went into, like what we try and say is just an elevated pub fair so we do typical pub snacks and but we also have entrees and yeah it's you your, have your to listen so dialed in right now i mean really uh, if there's three a years greg uh, what's that it took three years it, it, it does take three <laughs> years and and you might refine it from there but i think right now uh, that's what you figure out in the fir- first few years as a business in a restaurant which you're in the restaurant yeah, industry right is you go okay food costs labor costs where we at, with the quality of food how can we keep a good quality of food uh, what's the fare that we want? And I think your menu is really dialed in right now. Uh, beyond, I think it's a destination spot. Come try out Briar Common. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the interesting part of that is, you know, my brother and business partner, we thought we were getting into the beer world and the and the brewing industry. And, you know, once you're a brew pub, you know, I, you're basically a restaurant. And as Alex can probably speak to, um, yeah, it's... It kind of flip-flops for us. It's like the beer keeping up with the food and then food keeping up with the beer. And, and it's just kind of a nice interplay for, I mean, just speaking for ourselves. Also, there's also some added challenges because now marketing now is like a, you know, double-faced market. Yeah, you got to market towards right. the restaurant people. You got to your restaurant events, your food events, you know, and you got to market towards the beer people. And you got to keep those two things going. And it's like, you know, it's harder when you don't have like that one product that you can be pointing everything on. You right. Know? You have to allocate your resources in the right way. But I think that the most important thing is, as you were saying before, Greg, is pivoting, right? And so um, we've been pivoting a lot in our first year as well. And I'm... I'm, I'm sure I'm not as good as you are to listening at the neighborhood because these neighborhoods, especially here, I mean, I come from Rome. Nothing changes in Rome. It's been like that forever. It's going to be like that forever. But over here, things change so rapidly, you know. Yeah, and they have. So, You're absolutely right. So that must have been something that you've been, you know, maybe following, you know, and yeah, listening to. Yeah, we take a look at product mixes, I mean, at least from the pivot very closely. And, you know, we just gravitate towards things that sell and you know we're in the business of keeping our doors open and absolutely 
um, it's good changes all around. And, you know, Greg, thanks for the compliments on the food menu. We're absolutely you know, come a long way. I think we're, we're on our fourth chef in three years, and we had two in six months. So restaurant business is, is interesting. Hey, man, uh, Jay Parker here, somebody that's been in the restaurant business, you know, 28, 29 years now. Uh, yeah, that's part of it. You know, I mean, it, it really is. When you say, ah, man, we've had a couple chefs, it's, it's like, hey, the doors are still open. It's a packed house. You know, you do what you have to do chef-wise and bartender-wise and everything else. You know, the show must go on. Well, when you think of that, and I, and I look at Briar Common, and, you you know, the name of the game is keeping your doors open. And when I said, well, you know, we're not, not moving rocks around a prison yard here. But at the same time, Alex, you chimed in and said, well, listen, I've got a lot of families I've got to feed. Uh, people are counting on me. You want you obviously want to keep the doors open as long as you can. I see so many tragic situations. And you look at, like, look at Pistol Whip that was on Santa Fe, 6th Avenue. Six months in business and then gone. No way. They closed already? Yeah, they're done. Oh, my God. And that, and that place had, like, great reviews. Oh, my you know? God, yeah, it was When great. they opened up, everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm so blown away. And it's like, well, you weren't that blown away. And if you don't pivot, you know, if you don't pivot. And pivoting is healthy. I mean, you get for a better product. You resonate with the people. You, it, eventually, resilient. things truly, come out which are better, you know. It truly does. We're going to take a break from Briarcom, and we're going to come back with the GABF uh, wrap-up. The week's almost over. Session, set, last session probably going on right now, as it is. Uh, we caught up with a few great people, uh, got to talk to while we were wandering around on Thursday evening. A conversation with Julia Hertz just about categories. We're going to go over some GABF award winners that are here locally, um, Colorado award winners, and just folks that are showing up time after time after time after time with a um, uh, just a... a, a broad array of beers it amazes me how some of these folks just seem to find their way through the smoke sometimes all the time isn't that something else jonathan yeah it's it's amazing the breweries that that win either year after year or they win they take a year off they come back and win they win again um it, it really is amazing it makes you uh, yeah i mean there's 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 something they have either they're brewing they know either they're entering the right categories they're brewing exactly toward what the judges are looking for, or they're just amazing brewers, and they hit it. They somehow hit it every time. Um, Beer is the theme tonight. We're going to cover a uh, broad array of topics when it comes to uh, beer and craft beer and GABF, but also we're going to cover some of the great beers that we're drinking here tonight at Briar Common and in Jefferson Park, the uh, sun setting on the Mile High City, and it's going to be a beautiful evening. If you'd like to join us and you're in the shot of our voice, please come down. What's the address? It's 2298 North Clay Street. What's the easiest way to get here? Two blocks uh, off of 23rd and the 25th. And you'll see it. I mean, we are neighbors, kind of, because we're to the south of Mile High Stadium. You're just to the north of Mile High Stadium. Straight north. Absolutely. Okay, let's take that break. We'll come right back. Again, Jonathan Scheich's here with us from Westward. And uh, Alex Liberati and Greg Dawson will be back in a flash right here from Briar Common on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. So what's the deal with Belgian beers? Why are they so popular? Well, for starters, Belgium is a country the size of Maryland that produces more than 800 different beers, the greatest number of original beer styles on the planet, and they are amazing. 
At Brews Beers, badass Belgian-style beers are our thing, and we do them like no one else. All the classics like doubles, triples, quads, and wit beers, plus our own Belgian-inspired creations. Sour beers, fruit beers, and wood-aged beers. Brews Beers is at 67th and Pecos in Midtown. We have food trucks daily or bring in whatever you like, including your dog, who is always welcome inside or outside on our large patio. Check us out on social media or on our website at brewsbeers.com. That's Brews Beers, B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, just 10 minutes north of downtown. The place to go for badass Belgian-style beers. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with Free parking in a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at the goods. Hey, Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or... Let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey guys, it's Carly Smith, the Fairy Godmother here. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Live from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. I love your guts. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Let's go make some bone broth. Okay, good evening. From Briar Common, The Modern Eater Show continues. Greg Holland back. Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, he's off. But we've got the good feeling with Jonathan Shikes from yeah. Westward, man. Good to have you here. Alex Liberati and Greg Dawson, Briar Common, thank you. The host with the most. And um, this was the weekend, man. Great American Beer Festival is the convention center swells with beer bellies everywhere. And just consuming thimbles full of beer one at a time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year they went back to the glass, Jonathan. Yeah, they did. That was interesting. I thought, no way they're going to. They actually have glass, but yeah, that's right. Usually the plastic cups, they drop. Everybody does. What do they do? They just. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Call you out on that. You know, the the glass drops. But now it's uh, 
Yeah, I heard him shatter uh, right and left yeah, uh, while all I was over there. The ground. Yep. Talked to uh, Julia Hurts from the Brewers Association and said, we're all adults here. And I said, have you seen how we act as adults, right. Julia? We're going to cover um, a lot of the recap of the Great American Beer Festival, give some uh, feelings about how it went, and we're also going to go through uh, award-winning medals. But while we're here at Briar Common, I'm drinking the uh, Briar. Which one's this? Greg Briar Paleo. So good. Thank you. I love this. My go-to right there. But you have a um, long list of beers. A short list. <laughs> long list, short list. In this list. day and age, I think it's a short list. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of these. Sure. So we uh, we keep, we have 10 taps, and for the most part, nine are year-round, and then we kind of rotate one. This year, going into our, our anniversary, we wanted to do something a little special. So we had put three different beers in barrels and let those age and let the barrels do the hard work um, and then release those Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week. And then um, today and tomorrow, we'll have all those beers on tap. So it's um, an Abiel in a whiskey barrel from Mahai Spirits that they loaned us, um, our porter, um, in a woods, woods distilling out of Salida, and then our saison that was finished with Brettanomyces and threw that in a French Chardonnay barrel. And that was awesome. That was really mind blowing. Mamma mia, so clean, crisp with all those Chardonnay notes coming out. Really, really awesome stuff. That was Sorry, good. Were you able to try that one? Yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, yeah. All right, great. Uh, and you talk about beer, beer styles, right? Great American Beer Festival. So how many categories are there, Jonathan? I mean, I think there were 107 uh, categories this year. I think there's some subcategories uh, within those, but it's a lot. 107 categories. How many judges do they have? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember offhand, but uh, they they have to ramp it up every year to keep up with with all the entries. This was the biggest. I think they had the most. uh, I can't remember the number of entries, but they had the biggest one this year. So when you look at the amount of entries and, and the judges, um, they're kind of commissioned with, okay, here are all the categories you're going to use, yep. right? And then here are the other cat, And so they divide those up. But what does it look like as far just a full day of tasting? I think it's more than that, yeah. I mean, they have the, the behind-the-scenes um, machinations that go on are, uh, are amazing. The, 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 it's like a ballet. It's like a massive ballet with hundreds and hundreds of people in the, in the rooms where they do this at, uh, I believe it's at one of the hotels across the street. And they, you know, they just, they taste, they have everything is, you know, nobody knows what they're what they're serving, nobody knows what they're drinking, but they have, everything is labeled in such a way that they, they know what the end result is. It's, it's amazing. Uh, so I'm trying to picture it in my head because I've done, I've done uh, with Micro Brew Fest, Jay, the beer festival that we've done in the past, we had 50 breweries and we did an IPA competition. Well, it's really interesting because, first of all, you've got to expedite the beer to the judges. you got to make sure you've got them all, line, you know, your ducks in a row. You've got to make sure that uh, their temperature to what you want the temperature to be. Yep. They're orchestrating thousands of beers. Thousands and thousands of beers, yeah. Uh, they have, it's all color-coded. They have these huge charts on the wall. Uh, everything is numbered, so you don't know what any of the beers are, and it's yeah, it's something else. I, I really don't know how they do it. It is quite a, quite an amazing feat. Are they spitters? 
Um, I don't think they are. I don't think beer drinkers are spitters. Really? So they're actually consuming? I think they're drinking them. Yeah, some, some of them may spit. But. Well, there is a reason for that, because bitterness is an important compound in, in beer. And I don't know if this is something we just tell ourselves so that we can drink them all. But bitterness is a really important uh, organolectic quality of beer. And, uh, well, much Wait, less or, in wine. Say bitterness. That, say that word again. Organolectic. I am half Italian. I mean, come on. And uh, so what happens is that your your button, your receptors, your yep. button receptors for bitterness are on the back of your tongue. So you kind of have to, you know, have the sip in the world of beer to be able to say that you fully appreciate what you're drinking. You I know? say when that gets activated, that's balloonier. You know what I'm talking about with balloonier when you blow up those balloons? Oh, and yeah, you, get and that you feel it behind, behind your ear. When a beer does that to me, I'm like, oh, man. Do you ever get that? Well, some people are more sensible to it, sensitive to yeah. it, and some other people are less. I mean, that's the whole basis of, like, super uh, tasters. There's different thresholds. So, I mean, maybe you're one of those. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're a super taster. Maybe. I'd like to take that little test. I, it still confuses me, that test. You do a strip. Is that you yeah, strip you get a little strip, you, and you, you taste it, and if you need to, like, leave the room real quick, you're a super taster. If instead you don't taste anything, well, no, you're not. So I'm going to seek that out. Let's do that on the air, Alex. This uh, Live on Facebook as well, and this banner, the Modern Eater banner, is um, drifting back and forth like a uh, drunk sailor from the Great American Beer Festival. <laughs> Just back and forth, leaning back and forth. <laughs> I want to show you some stuff that we were looking at um, Took some pictures and some videos from the Great American Beer Festival. If you're on Facebook, you'll get full value. If you're listening on uh, iHeartRadio 630 KHOW, um, click on your Facebook and, and check out the Modern Eater Facebook page because we're going to go through some fun stuff. When you go to the Great American Beer Festival, now they offer you a paired event, which is food. And I love this idea because food and beer, to me, just go hand in hand. And John, Jonathan, what do you think about the food pairing inside of the Great American Beer Festival? It's a, you know, it's a terrific event. Uh, it's really, it's very crowded, but it's it's a great way to, I mean, it's a really great way to, to understand why um, why beer goes with food, why food goes with beer. Uh, if you can get, if you can talk, you know, if you can talk to the folks who are who are handing you the food and the beer, they'll, you know, they'll explain what to look for, um, what makes it interesting, and um, it's just terrific. They pick some great beers, they pick some great chefs. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. Brewers and chefs are very similar in my eyes because you're working with taste and a recipe and executing that recipe to be able to come up with um, something that's palatable, whether it's a delicious uh, food recipe or a beer recipe, and putting those things together, whether they complement each other or whether they're the exact opposite. Um, it's just two different kinds of mental illness, uh, yeah. Greg. Yeah, honestly, we're both crazy in two different ways. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, brewers, <laughs> brewers and chefs. So right here we have uh, Josh Nuremberg from Bin 707. And uh, Josh is a great chef on the uh, Western Slope in Grand Junction. And that restaurant, if you ever get an opportunity and you're going through Grand Junction, uh, Josh is really. But this bite, look at this. Mm, Can that you was describe amazing. that bite? Well, it had that acidity, right, with that little tomato there. But that red thing was like a berry kind of a fruity syrup that he made. And I'm, he's probably going to, like, kill me next time that I see him. He's like, it wasn't a syrup. But it had everything. It had the acidity, the berry, the, the, the gazpacho quality. Because it was a gazpacho, wasn't it, right? Yeah. And it was, it was served with what beer? Do you remember? It was a sour ale, wasn't I it? I thought it was. It was a sour ale. And, and just the pairing was just fine. This gentleman here, he knows what he's doing. Heck of a guy. The 26, we're going to do a, 
an event at um, Liberati's, which is uh, something we want to, you to come out for. But in the next hour, we're going to tell you all about that event that Josh Nuremberg is going to come down for. And this paired event, as we just kind of slide through these photos here, is, you know, it's something that year after year that it's building, but the food portion is growing so much. Here we had an opportunity to catch up with Eric Wallace from Left Hand and also the um, uh, chairman of the board of the Brewers Association. That was fun catching up with Eric right there. Look at you, Alex. Well, Brian was still here, not in Hawaii yet. Not in Hawaii yet. You know Eric Wallace? I do, yep. Um, interesting seeing that because Eric talks about um, not only the affiliation with the Brewers Association, but then he wears that hat of left hand, right? He wears the hat of left hand? Well, oh, he's the president, isn't he? President oh, left I'm hand. Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at his hat in the picture. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's a left too. hand sticker. Yeah, I was like, oh, well. my God. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a fiery guy, and he's the, I mean, he is one of the beating hearts of, you know, of, of craft um, and the, the feeling of craft and what it means to be independent. Um, and he's, yeah, he's been around for a long time. I, I knew him when I worked for the Longmont Times Call in the 90s um, when they were just a tiny little brewery. And, um, yeah, he is, uh, he's, a, he's a really fun person to talk to. Well, you know, I- anymore these days we're looking for incremental growth in any industry. Beer industry is like, okay, how can we actually grow this craft beer industry? And uh, hard seltzer and uh-huh. CBD, yep. they're on the top of his agenda list. Yeah. I mean, I think for for breweries that are looking to diversify, breweries that are trying to uh, make sure that they're taking care of all their customers, that that's you know seltzer is one of the directions they're going. CBD is a special um, if you want to put CBD or even THC in your uh, either alcoholic or non-alcoholic beer. That's that's a whole different category. Um, I think there still are some challenges though with the alcohol in CBD, right? Because it's regulated federally. Is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, uh, there. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, confusion. Um, I think a lot of uh, breweries don't want to risk their liquor license federally by messing around. E- I wouldn't either. CBD. I, yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either want to mess with that. Yeah, but yet. I'd do it in a heartbeat, Greg, wouldn't you? I would. Would you really? Oh yeah. Why Which not? one, CBD or THC? CBD. Both. Both. <laughs> I mean, truly. Who's that? Cena? He, and he's actually a judge at the Great American Bureau. Saria? Saria. Yeah. A um, couple things real quick. We have to go to break. Okay. Um, two, the tattoo thing. I mean, here's the thing. It's going to at least take 20 minutes, and I'm on board to do it, but they want to do it right now because they want to open tables up for seating. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't. I have to go over there to do it. So I don't know how you want to well, work how, that out. Well, how about you get your tattoo <laughs> and then come back, and we'll talk about it. Well, who's going to do this? Jonathan? Um, I can push buttons. Sure. <laughs> I mean, li- What's going on over there? Listen, yeah, just... I, I, I'd love a free tattoo, as cheesy as it, it would be, but I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know if we'll have time. I'd like to still get the guys on and talk to them a little bit about being here at Briar Common and, you know, doing tattoos. So I'm looking about there. 7 o'clock for that. Well, we're going to check in in this next segment with um, Ryan Evans from Bruce Beers, who actually did meddle. And then we're going to spend the remainder of this hour talking about meddling at the GBF. I think that's cool. Okay, we'll come back. And uh, right here from Briar Common, it's going to get good right here. I want you guys to stick around because we're going to come back and let you know some of the award-winning Colorado breweries that took home medals at the GBF this year. And we're doing it right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at getethos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. In many cases, there are no medical exams required. Just go to ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S, ethoslife.com, ethoslife.com. Hey, pizza lovers. It's your pizza guy here, Jason McGovern, with Crush Pizza and Tap right here in Denver, Colorado. With your help, Let's make pizza great again. Come into Crush Pizza and Tap for our award-winning pizza, wings, and local beer. But we're serving up three styles of pizza for you to crush. Dig into our Chicago deep dish with sauce on top of the cornmeal crust. And don't forget about our Sicilian, that's right, with cheesy crisp edges and that soft, soft crust. Don't forget about America's pizza. How could you do that? Crush Pizza and Tap's hand-tossed pizza will take your taste buds back, back, back to that neighborhood pizzeria you loved as a kid. You like deals? Come in and mention The Modern Eater and get a buy one, get one free on our hand-tossed pizzas any day of the week. Man, that's good. Lastly, don't forget to crush our award-winning smoked wings. They're a little rich approved and loved by everyone. Crush Pizza and Taps conveniently located at 1200 West 38th Avenue, just minutes from downtown. Come and crush pizza with us. We've been making pizza great again since 2012. It's Crush Pizza and Tap. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and the Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers, award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys, Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's Proud Souls BBQ. 
BBQ.com. Yo, yo, what's up? This is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Yes, 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 and yes, I'm loving it right now because we're at Briar Common having delicious food and delicious beers as we just reminisce. One more year is in the books for the Great American Beer Festival. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I want to do this. Just say, Jonathan Shikes, my co-host tonight. Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks for having me on here. Alex Liberati, Greg Dawson. We're going to talk award winners. Now, here's the thing. A lot of breweries live and die by awards. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing, but it's what we have right now. It carries a lot of weight to win a medal at the GABF. Would you agree? I think so. I mean, I think when you don't win them, it doesn't carry that much weight. But when you win them, it's it's really nice. I mean, it's always nice to win an award. You know, I mean, even if you, even if it's not for the beer you thought you were going to win it for, even if it's for, um, you know, even if you thought you should have won, uh, you know, a million times before, it's it still feels good. I think. I said my number one advice to folks that are entering into the GABF is to know your category and don't enter a beer that uh, doesn't fit into the category because it's going to get kicked out right away. It could be the most delicious beer in the world, but if it's in the wrong category, you're toast. Yep. Right? Um, this gentleman, we want to uh, enter into the conversation. His name's Ryan Evans and Brews Beers. Brews Beers is uh, in Midtown, and we love this guy. Ryan, how are you? Gentlemen, how you doing tonight? Not bad at all. Some beers and some food. What what more could you want? Right? Life is good. Life is good. You're supposed to say what you could want is a medal from the GABF, and that's exactly what you got, Ryan. Congratulations, sir. We did. We did. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, we won a silver medal today for our our Belgian quad. It was Serenity Grand Cru, uh, a a beer that we really enjoyed brewing, and, and we finally got a GABF medal, so we're really excited about it. What did you place? So we we play we placed a silver in in the Belgian quad category, which all we do is Belgian beers. So for us, that's kind of the the pinnacle for us. Ryan, I hate to tell you, I only hang out with gold medal medal winners. Um, so <laughs> keep that keep trying. But no, you know, and I we like talk it. about living and dying by the medals, Ryan. And it's always great to have one. It's not so great when you don't have one. But this is your first medal. Was it like last year, like, you know, forget that, Chris. You know, they don't know anything. And now this year is like, man, those are some smart dudes. Those are some really intelligent <laughs> right? people. Yeah. Right? What's that like right? as, as far as owning a brewery? You know, it's extremely exciting. It, it, it's, it's an up and down, and you're always going at it. Uh, you know, for us, we're very focused on what we do. All we do is Belgian styles. So, you know, we've only got a handful of categories that, that we enter into. Um, you know, this is our, I think, fourth year entering into uh, the, the competition on a, on a professional scale. And so, yeah, it, it is. It's a roller coaster, you know. You, you, you put your heart and soul into these things, and you, you create the recipe, and you, you, you bust your knuckles open brewing them, and, and you put them in there thinking you've done everything you can, and, and you, you come away with nothing, and you do that for year after year. And uh, but, it, but it kind of drives you. It fuels you. It makes you makes you work a little bit harder and, and try to figure out what it takes. And sure enough, we, we got one finally, and, and uh, we're, we're proud of that. I, I, I'm glad we went through the process, and we'll continue to do so, and it just makes us better brewers. 
With that being said, and I want these guys to chime in as well. You know who Jonathan Shikes is, don't you? You ever heard of that guy? Jonathan sounds like is there, and Greg and Alex. All, all you're in good company, Greg. You, you're <laughs> I all high, I tell you. <laughs> I need to do less talking and let these guys go on. But, uh, Ryan, what do you do to the breweries that haven't placed, that try year and year again? What, what, what are your thoughts of wisdom for those folks that continue to beat the I, drum? Yeah, I, I, that's a fair question. I, I think it's continual improvement, right? It, you, you continue to raise the bar. I mean, this craft brewing industry, there is so much good stuff out there right now that everyone is working hard to get better. And so it's it's listen to your to your comrades in the industry and, and take notes and, and just look for ways to improve every single year. And, and like you said, I mean, you only hang out with gold medal winners, so we still got it. We still got a ways to go before we can hang out. Wow, <laughs> you got that cool thing. How about you, Jonathan? What's your advice to folks? You know, I think it's really, really difficult to win an award at GABF, and I think it gets more difficult every year because the, you know, they increase the, the number of medals, I think, but not by very much, and the number of breweries that enter goes up by by an enormous amount, and. Um, to, to pull one in is, 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 is really difficult. You know, a lot of brewers say it's a crapshoot because there's just so many of them. Other brewers say, well, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't say it, but they win awards every year. So, so you think, well, maybe it's not such a crapshoot, but I really don't know. There's some amazing, amazing beers out there that have never won anything. There's amazing beers like, um, you know, Comrade Superpower, which won an award here this year. Um, I wonder, like, com- do those do? I, they're unstoppable, and they just don't give a flying. You know, they don't care about what people think. You know, I, I we've had them on, I think, once, and those guys are just so cavalier, and they just love what they do, but they don't care what anybody else thinks. But year after year, they show up, and they win. <laughs> they win medals every single. Year. Well, they make some really solid beer, man. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm proud that in Colorado we have someone like them that uses hops so well. I mean, John, I mean, this has been, the, the hoppy ale kind of meddling has been something peculiar to many other states for many years. And now, you know, we got some really good players now. I mean, and year after year, as you were saying before, it's like the Poker World Series, right? So people, some people win year after year, and there is the luck in poker as well. But you know what? I mean, you got to be good to win. It's not just by pure luck that you have such a winning. Last year, what was it? Fresh hop IPAs that they won. That was that was that was mind blowing, comrade. And this year, what did they win this year? They won. They won two this year. Uh, they won one for for Superpower, which is their flagship. Um, actually, they won it in a. They didn't win it in the IPA category. I think they won it in a in a pale category, which is kind of interesting. So maybe they, you know, maybe they chose the right one this time. And they also won for for an IPA in another category. I forget the name of that beer, um, but they won they won two, and then they won the uh, what small small brewer of the year, of the year. yeah award. So yeah, I mean they're they're terrific. And and some of the other folks, you know, Cannonball Creek, which won two awards, also masters at using hops. Um, Westbound and Down, that won small brew pub of the year as well, also from Colorado. Yep. And then Weldworks, I mean. You know, in a, in, a, in a kind of a different, you know, with the hazy juicy, uh, they they took home uh, two for two hoppy beers as well, both um, iterations of, of juicy bits. So, 
juicy, juicy bits, right? Yeah, so extra, extra juicy bits. Oh, extra, extra juicy bits. And then uh, I forget what it's, mini bits, or I forget what the what they're small, their session, I forget what it's called, yeah. but uh, they won for that one, too. Ryan Evans, man, congratulations once again. Hard work from the whole team at Brews Beers, and Charlie Gotten, Kenny, as well. Congratulations to him. But along with um, some new hardware, you've also got a new location coming up for you, man. Um, yeah, I'm so proud and so happy. What a great way to but... kick off another location, right? <laughs> Where is it at? Uh, we're opening up here in the next month or two off of Colfax and York there in, in, in kind of the heart of Denver. Um, it's a real small, kind of quaint, warm tasting room that we've been working on for over a year, and we're really excited to get that one off the ground and bring some of our beers down into the city. We you know, we've got some exposed brick and some metalwork and just some really cool stuff going on in that space. And uh, we're excited to to share our, our beverages with the hood down there. Jonathan has a smile on his face. Alex has a little grin like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as we, as we look at this new like no, location, satellite location that's ha- opening up for Brews Beers, it's going to give more exposure. And, and that metal is just a great way of saying, uh, we're on the map and we're here to stay. And, and here's another location for you to try our beers and couldn't be more proud of you. Well, thanks guys. And, uh, we're in good company. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be in this industry. It, it's just full of such great people and, it's uh, been one heck of a day. Well, well we're all as happy when some friend wins a medal, man. I mean, that's such an accomplishment. So congratulations, my friend. Absolutely. Prost to you, my friend. Yeah, congratulations, Ryan. Okay, Ryan Evans, hey, Bruce Beers. We're going to take a break, come back. And are we good for a break back there, Jared? I know we're a little behind, but we'll make it a quick one. Okay, we're going to break, come right back to uh, Briar Common. This is a great night, though. What ruins things for me is wind. It's a calm night. And it's calm, and it's packed. It's great, and man. It's a beautiful night. Briar Common, come down and see us uh, right here. And the address again, sir? 2298 North Clay Street. 2298 North Clay Street in uh, Jefferson Park, right by Mile High Stadium. Back in the flash right here, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Have you ever thought about saying goodbye to your job, just walking into your boss and saying, I quit? And how would you like to commute to work without ever leaving your home? Well, not long ago, a 39-year-old entrepreneur from a billionaire family spent $20 million in three years to find the best home-based business in North America. He researched 70 different companies, and when he found the only one that had real long-term potential, he bought it. And right now, he's looking for people to help him turn this company into his next billion-dollar success story. So if you're serious about making money from home without having to leave your home, well, grab a pen. Because I'm about to give you the address of a website where you can learn all about this unique and rare opportunity. Write this down, www.goherenext.com. Now get on your computer and go to this site now. Part-time or full-time, your income is based totally on your performance. Interested? Goherenext.com. And say goodbye to your boss tomorrow. Goherenext.com. 
Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy. I'm starving. And now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Brought to you by Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. Okay, back at it. Just a couple of minutes left in this hour, and then we'll continue with a full hour in the next hour from Briar Common. And uh, we're just sorting through pictures from the Great American Beer Festival with Jonathan Shikes from Westward, Alex Liberati from Liberati's, and Greg Dawson from Briar Common, the host tonight. And one of the things I wanted to do is just do a quick round robin, 20 seconds apiece. Um, Great American Beer Festival, des- describe it. 20 uh, seconds. Boy, an overwhelming... Uh, um and wonderful assault on all five senses, um, a way to try an amazing number of beers and, uh, and, and understand who you are as a person if you can deal with it. Wow, Alex, stop <laughs> wow, that, brother. Well, for me, it's, uh, I mean, being a part of community, I just feel it's such like this huge social gathering. And I'm so happy that it happens here. In Denver, I get to see all my friends that actually fly in here. And so you can't walk 
down the aisle at, uh, at, at the convention center without bumping in with 10 people and mixing stories. It's just this melting pot of the community. It's really, it embodies what beer, the beer community is. It's really this blend of people. It's, yeah, it's I beautiful. Can't, I can't follow those two. <laughs> I think it's just it's a ahead, great opportunity. And, and being, you know, in Denver every year, it's just a great opportunity for folks that, you know, either don't know the Denver beer scene um, or just hear about it or are able to come in and experiment. Denver's a pretty competitive beer market. Um, and I think we keep ourselves in check uh, because, of, because of that. And it's great to see people all over the country and world, yeah, to be frankly, uh, to be frank, right. to come in and experience that. It's the that. best beer market in the country, isn't it, Greg? Come on. I can't argue that. Uh, yeah, totally. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree with you. <laughs> okay, my turn. Con controlled chaos, um, growing bigger than it ever has, not knowing exactly the direction. I mean, we're looking at video right now on, on Facebook. But it's an opportunity for those that want to do a little research to try beers that normally they would never, ever have. To eat. It's time for the second course, hour number two of the Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Yes, indeed, Mr. Tweety, right, Jay? Yeah, that was an old uh, Boils thing, right? We can do that. It's the second hour of the Modern Eater show right here, live from Briar Common. With my co-host tonight, Jonathan Shikes, filling in for Brian Freeman. Yep. And Alex Liberati, right here, all's well in the world. Great American Beer Festival wrap-up. I love hour number two. Everybody, the, the, you know, the rust is knocked off. We're ready to go. We're in the zone. We're talking about um, just GABF in general, what, the, what it does for this city, uh, how it's, you know, 30, how many years? 30-some years? 30, 38. 38 years when this was just a thought in Charlie Papazian's mind of trying to get folks together to come up to Boulder, Colorado and show off their beers, the craft beer industry. But 38 year, years ago, what do you think the climate of craft beer was? Just a bunch of home brewers, right? Yeah, there wasn't really a, I mean, there wasn't a climate of, of craft beer. There was, yeah, there were home brewers. There were a few small breweries, uh, Boulder, Boulder beer was around. There were some breweries in California and, and some out some out east, but that was it. Is it fair to say the OG original craft brewer in Colorado's Coors? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Um, they're they're the one that uh, they're the one that remained through Prohibition. Um, there were a bunch of small family breweries before that, but uh, but yeah, they they stuck around. Uh, they are not uh, not independently owned now, so you probably. Some people would say they are not craft any longer. No longer, no, they are not. But as far as the esteem that they hold in the craft beer industry, it's really interesting because a lot of brewers that I talk to will say, I'll drink a banquet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have a little bit of that Colorado feel. Uh, you know, so many people grew up drinking drinking Coors who were from Colorado. Every, almost everybody knows somebody who was either employed there or his dad was employed there or his mom was employed there. So there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of, uh, of Colorado love that, that goes out to them. Greg Dawson rejoins us, the host here at Briar Common and Brewer. And uh, as we continue in the second hour, this is kind of the hour that I just want to go over, okay, who showed up, 
who are the award winners? Alex Liberati, you've got that list in front of us. Let's just go down that list and see who medaled this year at the Great So American many. I mean, we. I read a post today of someone who was saying 40, 40 results found. So 40 people, 40 medals were assigned to Colorado Brewers. Is that which, consistent? honestly, it's amazing. It's, I mean, it's, how many each year? Is it 28 last year, 40 this year? What is it? fairly consistent it, it had been consistent until the big explosion of breweries in the last five years and then colorado's totals went down um from the 40s into the lower 30s uh i forget what last year's was i want to say it was 32 i could be entirely wrong but 40 is 40 is a is a good number for colorado based on based on the number of breweries that are out there in the history oh my god it's it's a great number i mean yeah. uh, just even for the millions of people that we have here it's only like five and a half million people in all colorado we have 48 40 uh, 44 was it out of 320 medals that in totally went out i mean that's uh that's more than a 10 percent if you think about uh california getting 68 i mean that's that there they what is the population of california i mean it's definitely significantly bigger than than colorado i mean we are we're 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 a how do you say in english we're definitely a stronghold of of beer in this country this is so per capita, no doubt we did well with per capita, we did we did well yep yep and what are so do you have those numbers in front of you I hate to put you on the spot what but what state won the most medals this year do we um, know? I can try to quickly ah, crack it, but it's it. not going to tell gotta me. Be California. I'm going to say it's California. Yeah. yeah. You're going to say it's California. But yeah. I mean, they just have so many, be- so many breweries. Yeah. You know. Oh, you never know. Or as well, uh, always does a good job. No. Basic math. No, not this year. <laughs> so click back to Colorado, and I just want to go, and we'll go down the list, but we'll just jump in when something sticks out for us. Um, especially category-wise. Now, what cat- is there a category in your mind, um, Jonathan, Alex, Greg, that sticks out to you that Colorado should have a stranglehold on? You know, in the last few years, um, I would say fruit, heavily fruited, uh, sour and wild, barrel, wood barrel-aged beers. Uh, Colorado um, seemed to be showing up quite a bit there. Brett Brett Beers, Colorado was was uh, really showing up. Oddly, one category that Colorado has done uh, did really well in the last year or two uh, were German German style lagers, uh, pilsners, that kind of thing. Um, that is not a category that I would have expected Colorado to, to do well in. But um, where more of a warmer climate? Um, there just wasn't there just weren't a lot of pilsners and uh, there just weren't a lot of lagers going on for, for a long time. Uh, Colorado. Really known for its amber, its red ales uh, in the 90s, uh, fruit wheat beers and that kind of thing. And then, you know, more so recently with the sours and uh, IPAs, um, barrel-aged, uh, barrel-aged stouts, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, lagers were not a big deal until a couple years ago here. And we have one, the drum seven, roll. seven, eight, actually, medals in lagers. So close to one-fifth, if not precisely one-fifth, of our medals. This year have been uh, have been on loggers. That's uh, that's an impressive thing. Yeah, very impressive. Top of the list. What do we have? Let's just do category and winner, and then what they medaled. I guess that's the only three things you have to tell. Anyway. If you want to start with the first, Belgian yeah. Quad Green Mountain Co. Aged Beer, Grist Marzen from Grist Brewing Co. American Style Amber Lager. That's uh, Bob Malone. Let's shout out to that dude, which is an amazing brewer. More Dodge Less Ram Comrade Brewing Co. As we said before, yeah, American are. Style More Indian Dodge Pale less Ale. Ram. 
Where did they come up with these? That's a great name. That, that was well, we're the, kind of running out of names, you know? I, I mean, we believe are. it, we have so many out there. Part of the fun of the, the award ceremony is how clever people get with names. <laughs> there I you go. So. Yeah, that, well, and side note, the Brewers Association has kind of vetted out some of the more risque names that have been out there and not allowed them to participate. Are they still doing that, Jonathan, to your knowledge? Well, they can participate. They just won't. Um, the, the BA would prefer if there's – they have to get called out. Someone has to call them out and say, I don't like that name. And then the Brewers Association will look at it. And once they look at it, they will ask – they won't say the name – uh, if they win a medal, they won't say the name out loud. Um, as That's part of terrible. Their, well, it's part of their diversity initiative. Um, but anybody could be offended by anything. Like Vladimir Bruden, which actually was from Cannonball Creek Brewing, and an emerging India Pale Ale. So, yeah, I mean, I, there may be some Russian people that could be, like, you know, affected by that. I don't know about Vladimir Bruden, but what do you have to do? But it's amazing that... So many medals we've won, but so many other people have not even entered their beers in. We were speaking about lagers. There's, for example, a really awesome lager brewery that we have in town, which is called Beerstad, and oh, they have not they that, have not entered. That slow pour is is that it? It's the slow pour. What? Slow pour pills, yeah. So it good. was awarded this year as uh, best beer in Colorado. You know, what was it? There was a countrywide competition of the best beers by state. Do you remember who did that competition? I don't remember who did that one. I mean, they've gotten tons of, you know, I mean, they've been lauded by, you know, a lot of different folks. They just don't, they just don't enter their beers. Um, They entered the World Beer Cup, I think, two years ago. Uh I think that was their one time, and uh, I don't think they, I don't think they won, and they were like, forget it, we're, we're done. I love their business model. One beer. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just like we're going for it. It's like Orval, isn't that? Uh, wouldn't wouldn't we love to do that, Greg? Just once. Just one beer. Just that one that's beer. it, man. Come in for this, you know. And French fries. One beer and French fries. We're good. Oh my God. Well, I wish. I don't know why I'm playing my bathroom here. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that. That's all right. You, who wants to take who wants to take a soak with the Gregor? <laughs> yeah, know, here it is. All our plumber followers in Colorado here tonight. Tour of my restroom. Um, as we continue talking about, uh, do you have more of those medal winners? Oh my God, the list is, is never ending. Well, I we, could go we have on. a few, but we so there's 40. We'll just cover them as quick as we can. Okay, uh, we're down to number five actually, Mountain Standard IPA Odell. Odell Vale also won a medal with uh, Pete Stash, uh, Junebug Echo Brewing, Brews, as we said just before, with uh, Serenité Grand Cru, the Belgian-style dark strong ale, or Belgian-style quad. It was a quad, wasn't it? Uh, Crooked Stave, awesome people, deserve to get medals and with, did with their Belgian-style lambics or sour ale. Uh, get the funk out, actually. It was Foo Fighter. Uh, good River Beer, Belgian-style strong ale, uh, Way Where's West Good Wit. River at? Good River is uh, uh, currently um, they are contract only, but they're about to open a tap room. Yeah, but they're about to open a tap room inside the the for, uh, the Renegade uh, Renegade Brewing's production space on First and Santa Fe. Interesting. We talked right to those guys a few years back, didn't we? Good River, and they do a portion of the proceeds of their sales go to water in Colorado. I think they're screens. yeah, like two percent of net. Profits. Don't hold Jay to that. Something around. I mean, they're donating money to the conservation of rivers in Colorado, which is, is whatever the percentage is, is better than nothing. With all the water that we use in craft brewery, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that someone we should do that more often. Um, then we have uh, Maybach uh, from Dry Dock Brewing. 
Lindauer Lager, Wits and Brewing, Vladimir Bruden, the famous Vladimir Bruining, um, from Cannonball Creek, uh, Eclipse Brown Ale, uh, from Equinox Brewing, and English Style Brown Ale. And this is actually really nice. The uh, Shibble Shabble from Primitive Beer. Primitive Beer, I'm, I'm so happy for them that they've won a medal. So Primitive Beer is uh, it's a couple of... Uh, young, very experienced brewers, which have opened a blender, a traditional Lambic, well, Lambic style, because we're not in, in Belgium, but we might as well be, with a, with a, with a, with a cool ship, and they're in, they're in Boulder, aren't they? They're in Longmont. They're in Longmont, yep. and their beers, they take years to make. It's, it's, it's now the first year that they release uh, a goods, it, it took them three years, isn't it? True. Well, I think they, uh, yeah, they're they're still. I don't even think they've been open uh, that long yet, but they've been working on that for a while. And they're they're, they do some that are fresh. They blend some others. Most of them are not carbonated, so um, which throw, I think throws some people off. Um, but yeah, they they make some really is fascinating. Is that a good beer model though? To treat it like whiskey is what it seems like to me. And it is and for it, some. Well, what do you have to pour it? $13 glass of that to make it three years worth of... Well, they're definitely not trying to get the Bud Light people, you know. I mean, they're trying to get through, penetrate the market of, like, you know, the beer people. You're not going to get it at the sports bar? No, I don't think so. But they do do it in bagging boxes. Yeah. So they actually sell you, like, a little box with a bag inside, a little tap. Totally. It, it's amazing. You can keep it in your fridge, and it's so good. It's nice and sour. It's beautiful, beautiful beer, and really, really well-crafted. Okay. I only had the possibility to taste a couple of their beers, but they're Proper great. Proper terminology is bib in a box. Just no big deal. Bib in a box. <laughs> I'm trying to get these American idiots, idioms, Jay, you know. Oh, wait, um, he just said idiots. <laughs> yeah, he did. American idiots. <laughs> Is that how you think of us? And Oh, come on, man. <laughs> and uh, then, do you want me to continue? We're at the H, man. I mean, Please, we're, go, go. Uh, we have Ice Cutter Colch from Joyride. That was good to see. Howitzer Amber Red Leg Brewing German Style Alt Beer Bombastic Hazy IPA from Holla Daily Brewing. Nonetheless, Bombastic. wow, that is Wait, another now, really now good thing. Shouldn't they win the gluten free category? And it is the gluten free beer category, but it's a hazy IPA gluten free. Which is, have you had it? Phenomenal. I have not had that one. Um, How did they do that? I have no idea. Uh, now, uh, that's Karen Hurts, right? From Holiday League. I think you're right. correct, yeah. She's got a great story. I mean, working for Coors and then being somebody who's uh, um, affected by, I think she had Hashimoto's disease, a thyroid issue. And gluten affected that very much so. And she was one of those people that said, my love for beer transcends any recipe, and I'm going to make sure that I can blue, uh, uh, that I can brew some gluten-free beer that folks would love, and she's done a great job of it. Uh, dedicated gluten-free brewery in Golden, Colorado. Good stuff. Have you had any of their stuff? I have. Yeah, they. Uh, it's incredible what they can do without gluten. Yeah. I, the uh, Omit. Have you had Omit? Which one? Omit. It's a, another gluten-free brand. I have not. Which is very good. But when you think gluten-free, it just blows your mind. Like, all right, this is supposed to be all gluten. You know, this is... Well, it's made with millet and spelt. And so grains, which are not like barley. Right. And so, obviously, rice. And so grains that don't actually have gluten. But I know, man, I had some tater tots that were made out of millet, man. I hated them. <laughs> well, look, let me tell you. Holiday years ago, uh, invited us and a bunch of other Italians to go and make a tasting at their place. We went there, and I have to admit, I told the lady as well. I'm like, you know, I didn't really drive up there yeah. with the expectancy of okay, drinking an amazing beer. They blew 
my mind. Yeah. Those beers are spot on. At the time, they had a, a brewer, which now has another brewery. High Octane Wayne is his name, and his brewery is Burns Beer yeah. um, here in Colorado as well. He was the brewer well. at Holiday Leaf. He was, was, absolutely. And uh, what a great brewer. And uh, the the... The beers at Holiday, I can't, I can't say enough how good they are. But. Let's break off. We'll continue this. We're highlighting the medal winners at the Great American Beer Festival from Briar Common. Brought to you by Alex Liberati. That's right. Totally. He's doing a great <laughs> job, isn't he? That. <laughs> He's doing an absolutely great job. I come job. out once a year. <laughs> Just to read the uh, award winners from the Great American Beer Festival. Jonathan Scheich's the highlight of the night at Briar Common. We'll continue in just a moment right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey you guys, Jay Parker here for Encore Energy. How much are you paying for your natural gas? Wouldn't you like to save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do money. Give Brian a call, 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20% on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while you're sipping on some drinks, they've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a minute live here from Briar Common Brewery and Eatery. But before we do that, I want to talk bread. And People more... think you sound like me, though. <laughs> Didn't you see I was right in the middle of a I thing? Know, you know, but and I had my I'm, thing. I'm just thinking to myself, do they wonder if that's me? I, can't, I mean, I just, I can't. Jonathan, no. do we sound alike? Yeah, Jay totally. There are certain similarities. <laughs> certain similarities. He does have radio voices, right. though. Greg Holland, back. Go ahead and do that uh, Aspen Baking Live. Back to the show in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to talk bread. And uh, more specifically, I want to talk Aspen Baking Company. I mean, beer is basically bread. It is. It is. I mean, beer is food. There's a lot of the same, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the gluten. 
The gluten. <laughs> that gluten? That gluten. Boy, you like that gluten? Let me tell you about Aspen Baking <laughs> Company. Right. They pile the gluten right and in your they, mouth. And they love it. It's, deli- it's delicious. Butter. Man. Butter, gluten. sugar, <laughs> gluten. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, Hollis Casey from Aspen Baking will tell you. It, you know, but, but if you want gluten-free, Brett, that's a different sponsor. This sponsor has gluten in it. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, listen, we'll do the a five. Best of the best. We'll do a five-minute live. Uh, the best of the best. And here's the thing. No preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals of any kind in any of, of their bread. AspenBaking.com is, is how you find them. And if you want hoagies, focaccia, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, box lunches. If you're a business like uh, Alex and Liberati, he wants to cater to his uh, employees, but he doesn't want to use his kitchen because, you know, let's face it, sometimes you get tired of the food of where you work. Boom. AspenBaking.com. You put it together for a catering package. They take great care of you. And, again, no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals of any kind. Local Denver uh, bakery, Aspen Baking Company. It's aspenbaking.com. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. What's your favorite kind of bread, Jonathan? My favorite type of bread? Wow, I love sourdough. Ah, that's me, man. I knew it. Yeah. Boys from another mother, man. Same yeah. neighborhood, grew up with same bread. That's right. We're going to start hanging out, man, eating sourdough together. All right, cool. <laughs> Cruising around Cherry Creek. I'll see you two slow. guys in the corner eating that's sourdough. Right. Like, oh, my we God, have, this sourdough is so good. We have so many childhood memories that are we didn't share them together, but they they were there. I, I want to know, you know, from Liberati what his favorite bread is because he yeah. just, you know. Wait, he, let's think. Yeah, okay. He so comes from somewhere Roman. where bread's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's got to be God. I'll tell. Uh, can I tell you one of my favorites? It's not French. That, <laughs> it's uh, not a French I'll, baguette. I'll tell you. It's one, definitely <laughs> not a French. Anything French. Yeah. I'll tell you Did one of my favorite favorite breads that I never eat, like ever, which is focaccia. Do you guys have focaccia down yeah, there? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Now, the fun thing of focaccia is that you can make it like you know, Italy is 20 different regions of 20 different languages and 60 million people. It's it completely come from different planets, all in that same little boot. And focaccia on the north or focaccia on the south or central or any region, it's absolutely different. So you have focaccia genovese, which is made with olives and tomatoes. You have the focaccia romana, which is little and thin. Focaccia and, romana. Yeah, you, you fill it up with prosciutto or oh, with right. um, mortadella. All, does it all have rosemary? Uh, the Roman one, yes. The, that's what does it for me is the rosemary. So I don't really want to mess with the focaccia where you're packing meat into it. You know, I want the focaccia with rosemary. Everyone their own taste, as we say in Italy. But probably you'd like even the more Sicilian or the southerner ones. What do you guys make at Liberati's? Um, We do do focaccia now and then. Um, We make casariccio bread, which is a typical bread from Rome where we use the same water that we have in Rome. And um, we do... uh, It's a San Pietrino. It's a very high hydrate... Hydration? What is it? Hydration? Are you saying that? Hydration? Um, tra- translating from Italian as we go. So it, it's Moist. a 100% hydration uh, pizza bread. It's it's typical. It's a typical Roman style of making pizza, and we make it into a bread. So it's 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 got a fluffy cloud inside, but it's got this like crunchy crust outside. And you you had some of it, haven't you, Jonathan? I probably I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I've had it at your place. Yeah, absolutely. I, Mol- molto bene. Benissimo. Ah, that's exceptional. <laughs> Thank you very much. I always 
always say that I, so I talk to Alex, I'm like, here's my favorite Italian food, you know? And I go, uh, you know, garlic bread. And we don't do that. <laughs> I go, uh, you know. Chicken parm. You yeah, ever had it? Yeah, we don't do that. Uh, so I go down. You guys don't do chicken parm? No. Dude, really? I, I've I mean, never I had know. chicken parm in my life. Really? I'd love yeah. to learn from you guys. Oh, God, I have no So that's something go, the USA huh? goes, we're going to bread this chicken, put some yeah. spaghetti sauce on it, <laughs> and there we go. How's your bowling in there? And, uh, you know, and Italian in the world. Yeah. Well, listen, I worked at an Italian restaurant. They had a uh, chicken parm. I guess they're just... Sure. Uh, you do ziti? Uh, sure. It must have been really traditional. Yeah. Um, we We don't, but we could. We do all our pasta in-house, and ziti is actually a thing, although quite rare in Italy, but it's actually a thing. What's a 1,000% authentic Italian dish? Well, I'm Roman. If you ask me, it's going to be something from our Roman... Uh, it's going to be like clams and... Uh, carbonara. Sauce. Carbonara. With no chicken and no peas, please. But carbonara, yeah, that, that definitely that? would be... Yeah, Domino's tradition. does that. <laughs> You know they do. They've got a they have a part sandwich. of pizza as well. Yeah. In a bread bowl. What about what about linguine and clams? Can, oh, I, ha- can yeah. I have linguine and clams? Is that, that something? It, that's really that's traditional, that's man. A thing? Absolutely. Spaghetti con le vongole. Here's that's what, here's how you what, would say here, it. Here's, uh, here's what I put in my linguine and clams. Okay. Oh little my bit, God, no. A little bit. I want tell Chicken. me. T- tell me. No. <laughs> tell broccoli. You know. No. Tell me. So so uh, fresh garlic, right? Some mm-hmm. olive oil of of your choosing. Wine is very important. Spices, fresh basil. Brown the garlic, brown the basil, hit it with some white wine, whatever exactly. that may be, Throw right? Open the clams. Right. Throw the clams mm-hmm. in, and uh, I use canned and fresh, right? So there's a little bit of, boom, boom, a little bit of white wine, and you then do nice none of that. Reduce it down. That's I can though. <laughs> I mean, I never do it, but and I parsley, could. Parsley, man, don't forget the parsley topping at the end. A little, little bit sprinkle. of parsley. Right, but yeah, that's, that's just for show, though, right? It is. Hey, well, Zach it Crider, does. Colorado it does, Mills, come know, on in kinda, here. Go sit down right Zach there. Zach Colorado Mills. Get him in here. He loves beer, too. Uh, derail a little bit there with food. Do you cook, Jonathan? Oh, yeah, I cook. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Are you a griller? I'm the master of a grill. I, I do. An artist of sorts. Yeah, I do whatever I can. I'm not the best griller, but, you know, I, I struggle through. I get the burgers done. Uh, I make whatever. I make chili. I make Italian food. Uh, I make you make it happen. Yeah, I make it happen. <laughs> you make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'd love to taste chili. I think yeah. it might be good. It's it's good chili. I won an award for my chili. Oh, I you don't want to taste yeah. my linguine and clams? I will taste no. that. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it. On the um, Show this on Facebook, would you, Jay? Uh, also streaming on Facebook Live. This fungus, what is this? What Fungus shui? Yeah, fungus fungus shui. It's fungus shui. Uh, it's a beer. It's from Montana. It's a beer made with, uh, with uh, a crazy kind of mushroom called... Candy Cap, Candy Cap Mushrooms, and I actually got a chance to try it in Montana back in June when I was up there for uh, a beer writers and bloggers event, and then as well as the Montana, uh, a big uh, Montana Brewing Festival, and it blew me away. It tastes like it tastes like maple syrup, but it all comes from the mushrooms. How how is that possible? I have no idea, but Scratch last year did um, no two years ago did a beer with that same mushroom that you were talking about, yeah. same kind of flavor. Instead, In fact, when I met you today at the festival and you told me, oh, my God, I had this beer with mushrooms. It was so good. Maple syrup, it, it completely reminded me about that. And I think they won a medal for this, didn't we? They did. So the same category, oddly enough, I think that Primitive won their medal in, which was, I think, the experimental category, which is, I guess, a catch-all for, for crazy. Um, is but, is uh, this a um, brand new, you know, or is there some other... Region of the world that's doing this, and now it's influencing into our 
area that, or that great I, question zach Kreider, colorado mills thanks for joining in the show. <laughs> Good. just had to qualify you get you in there <laughs> in the mix yeah that uh, that part i don't know I, I forget where they're where they're grown I, th- I thought that they told me they're grown in california probably the south south pole probably that's that's the originating country <laughs> yeah. of uh, the, the fungus shui for sure right, absolutely yeah. Full i want to do this down okay there, we're on break i want to do this i want to talk mm-hmm. about adjuncts and i want to talk about categories that are opening up and then i want to finish up the list of the great american beer festival it's already 733 in the mile high city only a half an hour left I feel like we're just getting started but we're going to have a powerhouse of the last half hour home stretch we're going to talk about categories opening up new beers we look at this mushroom beer and you go where do we stop are we going to just like take uh you know this is a uh, michelin tire beer we're not going to stop we're not going to stop. No way, man. We'll see where this continues. All right. From Briar Common uh, Brewery. And uh, is it this Briar Common Brewery? It's also a pub. Eatery. Uh, eatery and brewery. Yeah, eatery yeah, and brewery. Briar, Briar yeah. Common Brewery yeah. and Eatery. Delicious food, delicious beer. And we'll continue right after this on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches, with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Okay, right. Why not? Back to Briar Common in just a minute, uh, wrapping up the Great American Beer Festival. Right now, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Jay, we had an opportunity to go up to Blackhawk this last week at Monarch Casino. What a project, Jeff Rourke. He's the uh, custom installer of tap lines and um, kind of the most trusted authority when you talk about we want the brewer's beer to taste just like the brewer wanted it to taste and running these lines and going... I mean, football field's length with glycol system is no easy project. Now we're putting together a video, too, that's going to show some places that he's done work for. And this Monarch Casino, man, this is a huge undertaking for A-plus beverage solutions. Foam is money, and specialty tap installations is the name of the game. But once you get your specialty tap system dialed in, you're going to want some maintenance as well. He does it all. 
both things Jeff Rourke does, and he does it well. 20 years in the business, he's a family man, and he's going to take your phone call at 720-272-3809. I know that was a little too quick for you, Jay. Well, not for me, but that's because I've heard it every day. Every day. Almost every day. If you're pouring inefficient beer, what are you guys doing? You're pouring your money down the drain. You knew that, Zach. I did. Say it. You're pouring, you're pouring your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Alex? You're pouring, you're pouring your, your money, money down, down the, the drain. drain. Jonathan? I, I mean, apparently you're pouring your money right down the drain. <laughs> Don't pour your money down the drain. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's a phone call away, and he will make sure the money's going into your pocket. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumplings. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, here we go. Back at it. Briar Comics. Back. It's 739. They, these guys are introducing themselves. <laughs> Greg, go ahead and put your headset on. We're live right now. Briar Common, Greg Dawson is hosting us this evening. I know he's got a little teeny leg. Yeah, could you just lean that way? Jonathan Shikes. Yes, sir. Westward, Colorado Beer Man. How can people uh, look at your work, get a hold of you, rant and rave, say, why didn't you cover my favorite brewery? Right. What are some of the biggest complaints you get, Jonathan? Um, you know, people people love their brewery, and they love their neighborhood brewery, where they go, their favorite place, their favorite beer. And if I don't uh, if I don't bring that up, um, at some point, somewhere, they get, uh, they get mad. They get mad. Yep. I was talking to you about that today. Uh-huh. Anybody chime in. How do you stay grounded to and open to many other breweries that you're not familiar with in your ecosystem? That you're trying to be fair and balanced. You're trying to not to do a Fox News thing. But you're fair about who you're reporting on, who you're talking about, who you're listing in events. How do you make that so that it's just not something that's on your that the love of what you like and on your radar yeah it's not easy you have to make sure you're out of your um your own like you just said out of your own flavors and your own taste i like certain kinds of beers more than other uh, more than others i a certain part of town i you know i don't get to certain other yeah. parts of town yeah. so I, you know i have to listen to i listen to a lot of people i listen on you know i uh, i watch uh online i have a lot of conversations with a lot of brewers a lot of people who are in the industry. Tell us what you're looking at. A lot of people just go to Jonathan Shikes and Westward. Yeah. Your article, stop there. Yeah. Beer-wise. What do you do for your research? Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I love talking to people. So I, I call people up in the industry periodically, and I just I just uh, shoot the breeze with them, you know. Um, but I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and I watch, and I listen, and I look at beer forums, and um, I read. I read a lot about what's going on. And I try and make sure that I'm, you know, that I'm hearing about, you know, beers and breweries that are elsewhere. Majority of what I do is going to be in Denver. Westward is, is Denver-based. But I, I, I really want to make sure that there's other things going on out there. These guys, um, Echo Brewing, uh, for example, which won an award um, today. These guys have, they're, they're two brothers. They own that that place. That Now they, you know, one of them I think sold. They own some breweries down in southern Colorado. I, I'm going to try and get those guys on the phone pretty soon, find out what they've got going on, because that's that's an interesting story. So. Yeah, guys, and, and anybody jump in now? Well, I want to drop yeah, my please. two cents here. I mean, you know what? You're really right about that because, I mean, there's a lot of beer writers that I've been, you know, acquainted with in, within the years. But I have to say something about you, Jonathan. I mean, you're really there at beer events, releases, 
anniversaries. You're in the middle of the crowd. You're always there. You're speaking with the people on the turf. You're really gathering. And I think that it really reflects in what you write. So, I mean, when you said that, it really resonated with me, you know? Well, thank you. I appreciate that and very much. And he's so humble and tasteful and, and, like, everything I'm not. They just want to cuddle him, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Right? He's just, like, a great guy. You yeah. want to be around him. I'm, I'm just totally diminishing myself. But, Jonathan, you are, I mean, you're seriously, you're unassuming. You, you don't, you have some weight to you in this oh, business. Oh, believe me, I have some weight to me. Well, <laughs> beyond what we do as middle-aged men, um, beyond middle-aged, what do you do with that? You know, you've got stuff on your shoulders. You need to carry the weight of, like, how do you make sure you show up and you represent the best way that you possibly can? Does that keep you up at night? It doesn't keep me up at it night. It would keep I, me up at night. I just try and be, No you know, pressure. Well, I spent, you know, I went to journalism school. I, I spent a lot of years as a, as a regular writer, um, you know, covering politics and, and, and the environment and all the different beats. And uh, you learn a lot about how to be try and be fair, how to try and um, how to get, get everybody's voice in there. And so you get used to trying to listen to all the, as many different voices as you can. So that's I think that's what I still try and do with beer. Beer does not compare to political journalism or any of the amazing uh, things that the real journalists do. But I think that... I think this is better journalism, well, it's actually. Well, it's more fun. I mean, those things, that the headlines never changed, just the names yeah. in, in political journalism. This is something that is actually ever-changing and ever-flowing. Um, nobody's created anything new in politics these days, but in beers, the world is constantly evolving. One of the things that we spoke briefly about, but I wanted to get your opinion on, is when people approach you and... and I have to imagine so many people want you to write about them. Yeah. They want you to, please just mention us. And uh, I can't even imagine what your voicemail and your email looks like and, and, and kind of ha- how do you not do it? And, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of pushing people off. But at the same time, I was somebody that was a producer for a long time for, um, talk shows and people come at me constantly and they would say well what's the best way for me to actually be heard what are the advice that you could give to if somebody wants to be noticed by you or westward or written about what are some things that you would give us suggestions to be able to be noticed i mean i love to hear the stories that that um that a business has you know what why is that why is the beer that they made important why is the product that they you know why is it does it have is there something unusual about it is there something they're doing that's different than than somebody else is there you know was there some sort of adversity you know all those kind of things are are is there great. a tie-in is there an angle yeah and there's something that's current and they've got to let me know because i don't i mean i can't you know i'm not going to find out there's you know there's 400 you know plus breweries there's beer bars and everything else in Colorado. It's it's difficult to to know what's going on. I mean, you know, as much as I try and monitor it, so sending me an email or, or hit me up on you know on Facebook and, and places like that and just letting me know like, hey, we've got this beer, you know, it's it's really interesting. I just wanted to let you know about it. I might not be able to write about it, but at least then I know about it. But what's the best way to grab your Yankee? You know, to just my what? You're, I, I'm a, you're Yankee, like you're Yanking. Your, I do not know what that means. I, I just <laughs> I made it up, but I think it's. It, what's the best way to get your attention? What's the best way to? Is it email? Is it is it Instagram DM? Is it Facebook? Is it standing out front of Westward with a sign? Is it what what, what gets you? What gets you? <laughs> I mean, send something to me, uh, Kahlo.beerman at gmail.com. 
You read everything. I, oh, yeah, I read everything. You do? Yeah. I read nothing. Jay, do you read everything? Uh, no, you don't. Don't even lie. Yeah, I mean, I have to open it to read it. Sometimes I just <laughs> swipe it off. That's right. Well, Alex, i got a question go for ahead. you, Jonathan. Sure. What happens, I mean, you speak with everybody in the industry. And in the industry, there are some people who are... Who think that opening a brewery, they do it for a sort of a cash grab, right? They think that there's money to be made there. They just want to jump in, and they're really not in love with what they do. So before you were speaking about, when you speak about, when you speak with some people, you want to know why that beer came to be, what's the process, what's the love behind it eventually. But does it ever happen to you to speak with people that don't have that love for what they do, authentic love? And what do you do in that case? Or, and then if I can add, I mean, do you have your own filter? Like when you talk to people, I have a look, I do have a filter, and I do know I can you know I to some degree I can tell the difference between people who got into it because they wanted to make beer and people who got into it because they were you know they wanted to be in a business they wanted to be successful they liked beer it doesn't mean they didn't necessarily have a you know I mean a passion for it but there's a difference between the the just the heartfelt passion that you know that you sometimes or a lot of times get, and, and, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I, I have a little bit of a filter. Sometimes I, I can't tell. People are always nice to, uh, you know, to I think to beer and food, food writers because, the, you know, it doesn't doesn't do doesn't <laughs> it doesn't do much to be mean to them. Although I still write about people who are not, you know, who are not so nice to me too. Um, but uh, so beware, out there. But, be um, nice with Jonathan. Well, no, I mean, he's got to write it. If they're making, if they're making a good beer and I taste it, I'm like, oh, that guy's a jerk. But man, he makes good beer. Also, I'm still gonna, you know, I'm still gonna write about it. But um, you know, I think with with all the breweries that I've I've um talked to and brewery people, there's always someone there who is passionate about it. You know, maybe the, you know, it's someone who got hired on the the you know, or someone the partner, um, the brewer. There's there's someone there hopefully that they found who's 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 passionate about it. So um. You, you seek that out. You know, you look for that. You look for that fire and that, that love. It's an awesome. interesting thing. I mean, media to me and influencers. We actually talked to uh, Traveling Hoppy. Does anybody know who that is? Mm-hmm. Nobody. You do. You, <laughs> you do. Traveling Hoppy is a, is a, I wonder if I have a picture of her. I'll, I'll get Traveling Hoppy here. But she's a beer in, a, a, anymore these days. And I don't know who's really more important because Jonathan, I don't. Do you have uh, 120 some thousand followers on your Instagram? I don't, but you I know, can give you a way to do it. If she's, I mean, if she's figured out a way to, to get, uh, to. I mean, I I know nothing about her. I know nothing about like she may know. She's you know, a beer she girl. Know a she ton loves about her beer. beer she, and she probably she, does. She is who she is. She does know a ton, and she works for a beer company in San Diego, and I want to say it starts with a V, but I, Vesper, Vapor, Vesper, something like that in um, San Diego. But more and more these days, you're seeing influencers on Instagram, on Facebook, um, groups that have a big presence. And those people are a force to be reckoned with because this is a very small industry, very tight-knit industry. And if you're... um, Outsiders, is it hard to get into the inside of this industry, Jonathan? Yeah. Alex, Alex, was it difficult for you to yeah, come? I'd ask Alex that one. Well, actually, this guy here, he was the first guy that actually got me in here and in some way. He was the first uh, person to ever write about us when I was still in Rome. And so I think that the industry here has been very welcoming. I mean, you know, I mean, I've been speaking with Greg all day and, you know, we have so much common ground and it just takes a second to, 
understand you have the same challenges, you're fighting the same battle. I mean, and people don't really do that in Italy. Over here, one of the beauty of uh, the beautiful things yeah. of Colorado and Denver is really that that really happens. That camaraderie yeah. is a real thing. So I don't really think it's difficult to get into if your heart's in the right place. I don't think it's hard to come in the community. Collaboration and camaraderie is something that Colorado does a great job with. And I commend all of us for really being those people who's like, hey, I'm going to give you a lift up, you know. Who are you getting your hops from? Well, let me yeah, tell you about right. Highwire. Right. You're right. I mean, uh, speaking of Bruce Beers and their their silver medal, is that's our keg washer. It's true. <laughs> and it's just Absolutely. you find resources, as I mean, to Alex's point and to Jonathan's point, you find resources to do well for your business. And Absolutely, and everyone gives themselves a hand. And, and, and goes around and you know you if people use breweries of other breweries I mean how many times do you do you get to write and I get to read about you know the the brewery and that new brewery now is the old brewery, the old system of uh, great divide or whatever you know I mean it, it's 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 really something that goes around here before we break off and we're going to do the last segment booze and news all the booze news you can use but Zach Kreider from Colorado Mills we had a great tour man Monday we went down to Colorado <laughs> Mills we toured around Lamar we checked out the facility Jay made an awesome video. A lot of people said, I didn't know it took that much to make some sunflower oil. <laughs> yes, it takes a lot. And you had a spot on Nine News tonight. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. What it's was been a, that? It's been a busy week. It was it was Monday, the tour. Uh, we were at uh, the Ag Summit in Pueblo on Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, down, uh, yeah, down here tonight with Nine News. Um, Daniel Grant, weather meteorologist uh, she and food in, lover and food lover she yep. reached out to us and said hey you guys got something really cool I've, I've heard a lot about it you know let's get you on the show and uh yeah the five o'clock hour newscast uh colorado mills was all over that thing so i like it, it uh spreading the word spreading the good word about southeast colorado and what our farms are doing our you know 120 farms and 600 ranches and family owned farmer owned culinarians all across the country using our products you know yeah, it's great that stuff around yeah. we're all in this together too you know you were just talking about the beer and how you know everybody's in it together you know and networking and connecting and all i could think of is yeah i love to drink beer and i don't know the beer industry but the food industry is the same thing yeah you know i got a, i got an email tonight from brandon hart the uh penny program scholarship award winner from the acf colorado chefs association that's down in Costa Rica learning Spanish with his in-laws, and now he's going to be heading over to Spain. You know, like it's just this huge network of people that are just connected and working together just to lift everybody up. Check out Colorado Middle Sunflower Products. Uh, just Google it or on Facebook as well. Doing a lot of great stuff, but it's the best in the business. Do yourself a favor if you're a culinarian, that's what you want to use is Colorado Mill Sunflower Oils. Best French fries around. It is. It makes the best you fries. You converted Preston Phillips from Grind Kitchen Watering Hole, and that's a tough nut to crack right there. <laughs> it is. Okay, last segment. We'll come back. We've got a uh, very uh, illustrious lineup here with us. Uh, Colorado beer man Jonathan Shikes, uh, Alex Liberati, Greg Dawson, Jay Parker's here, Zach Kreider, Greg Hollenbach, all's well in the world. We'll be back in a flash for the last segment of the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website 
themoderneater.com. Acolitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Back to the show in just a second, and we don't have too much time, so I'm going to jump right into it. Aspen Baking Company, all no artificial coloring, no preservatives, no chemicals in your local Denver bread. Then you want Aspen Baking Company. Hoagies, focaccia, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, the list goes on and on. And also box lunches. So if you're an employer out there who likes to treat your company to box lunches, then aspenbaking.com is where you want to go. Again, it's aspenbaking.com. No preservatives, no artificial colors, no chemicals. They are local, and bread is delicious. aspenbaking.com. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, just a couple of minutes left in Booze in the News, all the Booze News you, you can use from Briar Common. And right now with uh, Jonathan Shikes and Alex Liberati, I want to use the last two minutes to promote something that we have coming up. And Alex, this is going to be a great time. Jonathan, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, but you're included. Uh, here we are. Oh, yes. On the 26th, this is Saturday, two weeks from today, We'll be at Liberati's. Is it two weeks or three weeks from today? Three weeks. I hope it's today. three. It's, it's three <laughs> weeks from today. We went and sourced some grapes from Grand Junction, and we're bringing them back to Denver Carlson along with the vineyards. Group. Absolutely. Yeah, One of the most beautiful vineyards, actually, that produces wine and has their own vineyards. We're showing them right now. Yeah, absolutely. We were there, me and you and Brian, eating grapes at this point and testing out all the different grapes that they have. They're really unique. They try to use some, try to find out new varietals that can work great with their altitude and, you know, with their, their, their climate, their climate there. And we're going to be collaborating with them, with you and Jonathan, we're going to need your hand as well, or actually your feet. Oh, because you know what? we're about to ask you this. Oh, yeah. We're going to stomp grapes. Awesome. Are you up for that? Oh, I'll crush some grapes. Oh, that's Beauty. good. There that's you go. So yeah. cool. So we're going to crush grapes. We're going to have Josh Nuremberg from Bin 707 with us to cook some delicious food. We're going to collaborate with Liberati. We're going to make this delicious beer. It'll be ready in a year, though. Uh-huh. And then we're going to take you with us All right. to the Western Slope okay. to eat at uh, Bin 707 for this release of this beer. 